The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Voice America welcomes you to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Now, here's the host and CEO of BR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. Good morning, everybody, in this wonderful, warm, um, out-of-the-ordinary weather here in Los Angeles, California, anyway. I'm excited to talk to all of you today. I was also told to... You know, promote to the world that I've been on the air with Voice America for seven years now, which is longer than I really thought. God, time goes so fast when you're having fun. But today we have a guest from Compro.biz, Communications Professional Resources Online, the destination for the answers marketing communications professionals need to be successful, whether they are in PR, IR, corporate communications, marketing, or advertising. So um, this publication covers the areas that this show really is all about. So I'm very, very, very happy to have Brian Pittman with us this morning. Good morning, Brian, Mr. Content Director. Good morning. How are you doing, Cindy? I'm doing just great. I'm excited because I was starting the day with you. Well, I'm happy to be starting with you. The sun is just rising, and yes, it's warm in Southern California. It looks to be almost like a summer day in the middle of winter. Can you believe that? It's a gift. And then Monday, it was freezing. We woke up, and it was like 39 degrees, and today it's going to go up to 81 or something like that. It's incredible. We're blessed. We are. We really are. So tell us a little bit of the background, of, you know, so that the listeners can understand Compro.biz, of course, you could go online and look it up and, and see the publication, and it's a great digital publication, but why don't you tell, tell our listeners how it all started? Well, uh, let me just back up a little bit and tell you a little bit more, uh, build on the intro that, that you um, kindly provided there on Compro.biz. I just want to clarify, we're an online hub for communicators and the businesses who want to work with those communicators. That's a big, important part of our business model moving forward. Um, Compro.biz is basically an acronym for Communication Professional Resources Online. And the .biz component of that title is really important because uh, the third part of our business, which I'll get into a little bit, will be all built around helping small and mid-sized businesses with their integrated marketing and communications needs by putting them directly in contact and in front of the communicators, marketers, advertising uh, professionals who um, they may be seeking help from. We also have a lot of resources on the site uh, that can give people a basic how-to on the disciplines you walk through. Okay, uh, so if I, you know, let's say I was a lawyer and I was looking at this publication because I'm a lawyer that's interested in better marketing my business and I'm a sole proprietor, so I don't really have much staff around me, but the lawyer realizes that it's time to get a little... Um, 
you know, tech-connected and utilize some digital skills to help in their marketing? Why would um, your publication, you know, compro.biz, what would they give to this lawyer? Currently, you could log onto the site and browse um, by those disciplines that you walked through. Um, you could look up Marketing HQ, one of the um, content buckets on the site, for example, and query stories on the top 12 trends I need to watch in marketing in 2012, uh, best ways to make my business more effective in social media marketing. You can find those articles on the site right now, so it doesn't just reach and help communicators or um, integrated marketing communicators. In the, the next month and a half to two months, there will be a greater resource on the site that will help you find not just how-to content to make you a smarter marketer or communicator as you grow your business or if it's a law firm, but you will be able to use uh, our database and our site to actually find providers who can help you with that as well. So for right now, it will be how-to content. That's the resource that your attorney case study um, would find on the site. Um, let me just throw this out there. This may be a help to people beyond communications. Um, because we're going beyond just a trade publication. Our business model is based on what I conceived of as the three C's, and these are three words that are going to make, make a lot of sense to you as a communicator and a PR person. And those three C's are content, community, and commerce. That's our business model, and that's a model that others can build their own businesses from as well, and let me explain it. The first is, if con so it, here's a sense I like to use that helps me wrap all of that up. If content is king, which you've all heard before, if content is king, then community is queen, and commerce is the kingdom. It's a little phrase that helps me remember that we are in the first phase of our business, which is building great content. These days, you have to have great content. It's all about content marketing to uh, have basically entry online into the market to be found. So it starts with great content. That's what we have built so far for this sector. Around that great content, content, you can build community. Right now we reach about 63,000 who follow us on all of our social media channels and in our daily uh, email newsletter that highlights news features for PR and communicators. We also, part of our digital footprint is tools like SlideShare. We've had over 100,000 views in the last four months on SlideShare for our content on SlideShare. It's basically um, top ten list in social media marketing. And then the last part, the third C, so it's content community, and commerce. That's what we're working on now. And we want to help the integrated marketing communicators who read us reach the people who need their services. We want small and mid-sized businesses who want to use those services to come to our site to do business with those people. And that phase, um, there, there will be announcements in the next couple of months coming about that. Well, I think that's great. Congratulations. And I think that the three C's and the way that you explain them are very, very helpful. Um, a lot of people will say in my business-to-business -business dealings, mm -hmm. you know, why do I have to blog? And they don't get it, and it's a waste of time, and, you know, they're giving me all of the excuses of, uh, you know, as to why building content is a little, it, it's time-challenging, and they have to get to work, and I'm explaining to them that, you know, maybe now we're transitioning from, you know, an offline content world where you could go and have face-to-face -face meetings and talk about what your business is all about, you know, um, with PowerPoint presentations. But the time's going to come where people are going to be looking for you online. I mean, it's already started. Yep. But, you know, in the next five years, 
you're what you're doing if you're not in the online community, the online content community now, you're really going to have a hard time um, competing against the people who have built for the last 15 years. Absolutely. It's like people have built, it, it's building kingdoms, as you would say, in the commerce, <laughs> you know, place. Um, you really are. You have to look at it like virtual real estate. And maybe we're not building actual houses, but we're building virtual houses. And the people who have more content have more land. And I see it as like, you know, sort of a geographic building analysis. And I think that you could see that too. I'm a huge fan of metaphors and analogies, and that's a great one. Um, Content marketing is going to be a huge, well, it already is in our space and the one that you and I live in, but... Other businesses will hear that more and more and more moving forward. And in 2012, it's going to be a bigger deal, a buzzword in business. Content marketing is basically, I think we both already said it, content is your ticket to entry into conversation online with your customers, your consumers, and the general market. It may be too aggressive to say you don't really exist without content, but it's true in terms of search engines. Um, Thanks to search, you don't exist without content because the search engines troll and use their algorithms uh, content. That's what they're finding the keywords um, from or pulling them from. So I am just want to throw out a definition I found just now while we were talking, speaking of online content, about content marketing. Using uh, Content marketing is using content to provide value to consumers, thereby directly or indirectly promoting your brand, expertise, products, thought leadership, or services. So what's really important here is content also helps your business evolve from what I guess has been traditional interruption marketing to engagement. Content allows people to come and find you, to read about your expertise, to engage with you, to ask questions online, and then you start to build a community. And people do business with businesses they trust, and content builds that bridge. No, no, I, and I think you define that really, really well. I, you you can't, can't imagine the way that you are talking about this, even for a web platform, how this is relevant to all of the proliferating social media platforms that are out there, like Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn, because, um, you know, these are all communities where you can post content and build communities and therefore increase commerce. So once again, your triple Cs are applicable. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Another fun thing, you just made me think of this, and I'm sorry if I'm kind of riffing. Oh, going please. Down. I like it when people do monologues on my show. It lets me rest. No, no. <laughs> I want you to talk. You're the PR expert here. So I just want to say you, you mentioned basically the top four, the big four, right, social media networks, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. We now need to be on Google Plus as well. But I've been having a lot of fun this last week, and this goes to a larger trend that communicators and businesses need to keep in mind. Uh, the web and social media, it's a visual medium. Um, video, YouTube, uh, corporate videos are going to be a bigger deal in the coming year and years. YouTube is one of the, it's the search function within YouTube is one of the top things like the third most used search feature online behind Google and I don't know if it's Bing or, or Yahoo. But visuals, images are hugely important, so I would recommend checking out Pinterest. I don't quite know how I can leverage it to build our brand yet, but it sure is a fun exercise in understanding how visuals are increasingly important online. It basically allows you to pin images from your favorite sites, 
uh, favorite blogs, etc., and it builds sort of a sensibility of who you are based on the things you like. Like a and what is it called again, Brian? It is Pinterest.com. Pinterest. Oh, yes, yes, yes. The people in the hair salon were talking about that. <laughs> yep, that's where the people um, in the hair salon, that's where the trends start to bubble up. It's so funny. I, um, I think I started my account and I didn't go in it, but since you're bringing it up, I probably will. And you, you think it's a great visual platform for demonstrating how communities come together, sort of a map of you know, micro-interests in different places, if you will? Exactly. That, that's, that's exactly what it is. In terms of how to build your brand using it, I don't know yet. I'll just Google Pinterest and brand building and see what you find, and we'll learn together. Well, now that you've talked about it, I will definitely check it out. I, um, you know, the Pinterest subject came out because it's like there's so many crafts that you could buy. It's like this total community hobby exchange of esoteric things is the way that it was described to me. <laughs> yep, it, it is, and it's about 80%. I think the user base is about 80% um, female. Uh, a lot of it's style, product, and design-oriented. Uh, I know that some of the things that I've been pinning recently have more to do with the sorry state of the Lakers or <laughs> surfing or some other more traditional sports-oriented male things. But um, I think that those numbers will begin to balance out um, in terms of demographics um, moving forward as others begin to see its value and its use. But for us as communicators, the real lesson there is visuals are important online. Video, too, will continue to grow in importance. All right, we have to take a commercial break, so stand by. We're going to have you on for another couple of segments, and I you know, do feel good that we have a lot to talk about because my listeners, are a lot of them are you know, new users, um, you know, late adopters, and all of that kind of stuff. And I think by the time we get finished with the next couple of segments, I think we'll have them convinced you know, that this is something that, should, that they have to keep going at because it's, they don't want to be, you know, they don't want to be irrelevant online. And that's, you know, what I use to scare people into the process. So stand by, don't go away, and we'll have more with Brian Pittman when we get back. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At VR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of VR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.vrpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. VR Public Relations. We do it all. www.vrpublicrelations.com. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where you're opinion counts voiceamerica.com 
Welcome back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. If you have a question or comment, call in at 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. Here's Cindy Rakowitz. We're back, and we're back with Brian Pittman. And we are talking about communication, communications today and the world of content and the world of community and the world of of um, commerce and how communications professional resources online, compro.biz, can help you in this wild, wild, wild west of land that can be conquered and communities that can be beneficial. And um, we talked about a couple of things in the last segment, and I encourage everybody to go back and listen to some of the platforms that were discussed um, really, anybody should click into www.compro.biz to see how this publication can help you get started and help you build communities, content, communities, and commerce um, through this, you know, through digital platforms. Um, you know, and there's all different disciplines, you know. There's public relations, there's investor relations, and there's corporate communications and marketing and advertising, and Compro Biz reaches 67,000-plus, you know, marketing and communications professionals with its daily headlines, um, you know, and over 20,000-plus site visitors per, per month. So visitors is a big deal. It means that they're spending time. A lot of people don't understand the difference between page, you know, page views and hits and visitors, but when you have 20,000 site visitors, they're spending a lot of time on the site and they're coming back. So that's pretty impressive. When did you start this publication again, Brian? Uh, we started in October of 2010. It was just a short while ago. Um, that may seem like decades to some people. Um, and we did really well. I think we were in the black by around March 2011. And the reason we started goes to one of the trends that we were just talking about moments ago is the integration trend in integrated marketing communications. It was finally really happening. I think for decades people promised the breakdown of silos between all of the disciplines you mentioned, between PR, marketing, corpcom, advertising, etc. And it was finally happening I think we can blame that on uh, the economy, forcing those departments to work more closely together, share resources. Uh, a translation of that is sharing budgets and reading the same kind of stories. I noticed that when I was with Bulldog Reporter. A lot of the stories um, that we would publish on strict public relations would also be read by marketers. So um, because of the economy and, frankly, because of social media has helped to break down those silos because no one discipline owns it, um, we decided there's an opportunity here to bring those five disciplines together in one. So it's basically a five-in-one trade pub, um, currently speaking, um, which will later grow to reach small businesses who want to work with those people as well. So October of 2010, and that was the original concept behind it. Well, well you know what? You survived for a long time. I mean, it shows that you're doing something right, you know, because you did a startup and now it's 2012. So mm-hmm. I'm sure that you put a lot of work into um, ensuring that a lot of readers were engaging with your content mm-hmm. 
and um, if they weren't engaging, what were you doing um, that might have, may have been a distraction, or how could you attract them a little bit more proactively? Um, it's a lot of trial and error, isn't it? It is. A lot of things fall by the wayside. Some of your, some of your favorite things, some of your babies, some of the ideas you really were tied to um, may fall by the wayside, but you have to deliver what the community wants. And these days, the metrics are online can't deny traffic um, and what people are or aren't consuming. So we're blessed to have strong publishers on board as, as partners and strong technology experts on board as partners. Our other partner, uh, well, I have three other partners, Faye Shapiro, Todd Fabacher, and Bruce Merchant. And Faye Shapiro comes from a long line of, with publishing expertise in the PR and communication space. She was with you might recognize this title, Jack O'Dwyer's PR newsletter. Mm-hmm, of course. Yep. She was with Bulldog Reporter before uh, with me when I was there. She was the director of media relations at MarketWire. She worked at, She was a VP of sales at Burrell's. You may know them as... Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I know they're still around, but I knew them from 30 years ago. Yep. And uh, Todd Popacher, uh worked with Faye at Burrell's. That's how... I believe they met um, building their media database. He's the tech guy. He's a computer programmer. He's a trained industrial engineer and computer programmer who worked on everything from software used on airplanes to the software uh, and programming that was used to build Burrell's um, database. And our other partner is Bruce Merchant. He's a name that some folks in advertising and marketing world may recognize. He was with ENR Services, past EVP at Burrell's as well deep roots in the marketing advertising world. He, he was with Bazell Worldwide before that, and obviously advertising is one of the sectors we reach. He brings to the table, if Todd brings technology, Bay Shapiro is the partner who brings partnerships, community and relationships. Bruce brings true business acumen and sort of big picture strategy. And then there's me, your content guy. Yeah, the content is king. And we like to say that. It sounds good, but it is true these days. Uh, it is, it is. And, you know, are you are you selling advertising? Yep. The business model right now is largely um, advertising, eyeballs, clicks, lead gen, um, and then we're moving into the, the direction that I, I told you about, which was always our vision um, from the beginning. Well, I'm really glad. It's really fun to have you here on the West Coast. Coming from the East Coast myself, I know that a lot of these titles that you mentioned where your team has a lot of experience you know, we're all in New York. I mean, mm-hmm. most of them are, are New York-based. Yep, we and, are. And um, it's really, really good to have you here. I, you know, it's, uh, you know, I, I was always, you know, I, I was a regular talking to O'Dwyer mm. and Media Industry Newsletter, um, which is more publishing-oriented rather than communications-oriented. Mm. Um, and, again, it's just really, really nice to have you guys here and, I'm glad that we got to know each other through another platform called ProfNet. That's right. It's a great tool. I mean, it's, it really does put people together. Um, you know, I find I've been a ProfNet user for a really long time, and, um, you know, anybody could become a publicist with it. You don't really need to have media contacts if you have the right content. <laughs> and talk a little bit how you, I'd love to hear, I'm a, I'm a ProfNet user on the other side. I'm um, trying to pull in content, sending out queries. Talk a little bit uh, how you use ProfNet, and and do you use other services like Harrow? Help a reporter. Oh, out? oh that's a it's a good question. I um I, I I'll tell you I, you know I think that Harrow 
was a very big undertaking, and it provides a great service. I mean, help a reporter out, it's free, so therefore anybody could pull it down, and it's voluminous, so there's certainly lots there. But I find day in and day out that I have more success with ProfNet because, number one, it's not free, so I think that you probably have less of a user base tapping into it. Because, you know, Harrow, if you don't have to pay for it, the whole world will, um, you know, will subscribe. You know, because what do they have to lose? They just get it. Mm-hmm. ProfNet, on the other hand, I think that you have, you know, a smaller, you know, more active, more knowledgeable user. Because you're paying a lot. That's right. You know, I mean, I, you know, their fees are up to about, I don't know, I mean, depending on how many categories you are in different businesses and you know, it could be a minimum, a minimum of $500 for a quarter. And that's like just for two categories. So if you have 12 categories, you know, they have super fees. So I find that, um, you know, if you have the right content, and I'm using your language just to reinforce your model, okay, if there's a, if there's a reporter from the L.A. Times that's going on to ProfNet to look for a highly specialized asset protection attorney, okay, to analyze what went wrong with um, a Ponzi scheme, okay? If you really have that person, it's very, very likely that they're going to get an interview. If you're trying to say that somebody can address Ponzi schemes but they're not an asset protection or bankruptcy attorney, I mean, you're really wasting your time. So it just goes to, you know, listening to what the content requirement is and matching that with the appropriate content response. And you've got yourself a freaking Wall Street Journal story or LA Times story through ProfNet without even having to know the reporter. That's pretty incredible. I think so, too. You know, I think that's pretty incredible. Again, you you do have to understand that you don't want to barrage that reporter with things that are not relevant, you know, to the ProfNet query that they posted. Because then you're just going to piss them off and, you know, they're going to see you as spam. <laughs> Um, but, you know, if you're providing them with what they're looking for, you got yourself a really ripe new press contact there that will want to deal with you outside of the ProfNet platform. I've built quite a few relationships, such as this one with you through ProfNet, and you are right. Those who spam or just throw anything out there, and here's another tip, so be very targeted, be specific, follow all of the criteria that the journalist outlined in the query, and then be uber-responsive, because sometimes we'll throw something out there as a hook, and then we'll ask a couple follow-up questions once you've responded to the query. And we want to go with the people who are responsive and who can um, um, give us details uh, and follow-ups quickly so it doesn't waste our time. And the people who do spam and are just playing a big fishing game, we recognize that over time we begin to see those agencies over and over again, and you just don't work with them. Well, you know, and it's really a shame that they do do that because, you know, it just kind of ruins it for the people who are more credible. But such is the world. You can't change that online or offline. I mean, you know, it's it's just when you're when you're making, you know, a public post, you're dealing with all kinds of things. It's you know, the metaphor there is is like, you know, sometimes you're getting a lot of visibility on Twitter, and sometimes 
you know, you're talked about a lot on Google. Okay, that's all great. The problem is, is that when, you know, just when my Google rankings are having some movement because of some press coverage, I'm getting more spam too. You know, it's just kind of, you can't help it. Your name gets out there, your email address gets out there, and you're going to have, you know, 60,000 unwanted sales inquiries. But that's the way of the world. What are you going to do? You could just have good firewalls and hope that, you know, and have a good spam blocking program. And the numbers game works for some people. There's, there's a reason people do that. It works. People get the hits that they need, at least to sort of, scurry a little bit forward, but much better is targeting everything and becoming a valuable um, resource to people. Yeah, yeah, time. no, I, I think, and again, you and I developed a friendship, a long-time friendship, and um, that really came from ProfNet, and I think that's a really good example how, of how when you're matching needs and, you know, with, the, with supply, um, you know, online marketing, um, you know, is it's just invaluable. I mean, it's it's just invaluable. It, it it extends your marketing universe to an infinite degree, and that's what blows my mind. Because you know, as I've told you in the in the past, like I come from old school, you know, corporate communications and public relations, and uh, you know, and advertising. Okay, I mean, you know, I you know, I was at Playboy Enterprises doing all their branding. Okay, and you know, so I get the analogy of how what a, everything I used to do offline, you know, is relevant to online communication. And if the people from old school business don't understand or adapt to online capability, how much they're going to become extinct really fast. And that really saddens me. And even those who are have adapted to online capabilities, uh, if the next level is to take it to mobile. And if you're not Exactly. Mobile, I'm like... glad you brought that up. And let's talk about mobile in the next segment because we're coming to the end of this one. So stand by. Don't go away. And we'll have more information about Compro. Okay? Stand by. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At VR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of VR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.vrpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. VR Public Relations. We do it all. www.vrpublicrelations.com Streaming live. The leader in internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com Oh, my God. 
Get free advice from crisis communications guru Cindy Rakowitz now. Call 866-472-5788. Let's get back to Stars of PR. Here's the host and CEO of BR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. We're back and we're talking about communications marketing and we are talking about content marketing and we have who feels like an old friend of mine, okay, on the line, and um, his name is Brian Pittman. And again, Brian, I, I told you when I first started talking to you, I feel like I know you for a very long time. It's, uh, I think because we both come from similar industries and um, we feel very familiar with each other, and we're both here on the West Coast. In fact, we live very close to each other. We won't give out addresses, but, you know, it's uh, we're neighbors, and we should really take advantage of that very, very soon. And I wanted to say also, if you feel, because you are, because of the journalist in you, that you want to ask me more questions as a communicator, I'm happy to answer them, too. It's always nice to switch the roles um, on my show and, you know, be the interviewee rather than the interviewer. So if you feel like asking me any questions, feel free to just do it. All right, I'll flip it on you. You flip it on me, baby. Flip it on me. Well, I would say you brought up in the last segment, you talked about mobile. And, you know, for those that don't understand Internet jargon, I'm just going to have to say it because people look to me to talk, you know, define Internet jargon. I frequently say that um, Business 1.0 was business before we had any kind of, you know, technological communications or Internet communications, Business 2.0, and I think that was kind of coined by Bill Gates, uh, you know, or somebody in the Microsoft world, where it meant that, you know, there was two-way conversation, meaning you could interact with each other, send somebody, you know, post a note and get immediate feedback. And, um, you know, two-dimensional, you're not just looking at a flat picture, you you have communication back and forth, and then you know the mobile element. You know the P, tech, techno um, academics are calling it 3.0 because it's like the third phase where you know you're dealing with applications and you're downloading content to your smartphones, and this is the way of the world. You know, as we go forward, tell us a little bit about you know you know your you know, your point of view, where it's going, how fast it's growing, um, you know, how many people use their cell phones and why communications professionals should certainly be aware of it. Well, I am not the mobile expert, but I sure know based on all of the PR uh, corporate communicators and marketers we work with and who actually um, work with me on articles on Top Trends to Watch, mobile, uh, we've been promised the year of mobile for the last three years. Um, you've heard that over and over again. Um, this is the year of the mobile. But I think 2012, you're going to see further progress toward that. But mobile will transplant the desktop. This is a stat. I'll find the source here in a moment. Um, as the top, the top information-consuming interface by 2015. So going back to what we were saying earlier, content, 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 you have to get your content online. It doesn't matter if it's an article post. It doesn't matter if it's social media, if it's a blog, an e-newsletter, an online case study, whatever it is. That's all content marketing uh, via your website and social media platforms. If you're not there, making the transition to mobile is going to be harder. And by 2015, that's how most people are going to be consuming their, their news, 
their information, their entertainment, their reviews of your products. Um, from geolocation you're going to be using, everyone, people already are, um, their smartphones to pick up um, deals. Uh, this local, geolocal marketing is, is what that's called. So I don't have all the stats in front of me, but suffice it to say, if you're not prepared to make that leap by 2015, you're going to be left behind. So today we're talking about content marketing just to get your stuff and your thought leadership and your expertise and your brand online as things stand now. That's just towing the line with status quo. No, it um, is. Well, I want to just kind of give an exclamation point to, you know, mobile marketing mm-hmm. for a second because, and I, and I want to use a mini case study, if that's okay with you, because it kind of blew my mind Please. to give an example of what you were talking about. Um, you know, because again, I'm, I'm fairly an early adopter. I mean, I get it, and you know I'm very enthusiastic about it, but I haven't been doing digital communications all my life by any means, okay? So um, I think I mentioned to you that Larry Jans from the Jans Mall did a summer festival called um, Open Borders. And what he did was he took the Borders, the former Borders bookstore, of which he is the property owner, um, he, you know, because Borders went bankrupt, he needed to get a new tenant, okay? So he got a new tenant, and it was Ventura County Health. Great tenant, 10-year lease, okay? The guy's a real estate property guru, so he got the right, you know, tenant for the Borders space, which is 40,000 square feet. Tenant wasn't moving in until September, so he had this empty space all summer long. What does he do? He makes it into a charity music festival, and he brings in, you know, really, really top acts. I mean, well, I mean, for our neighborhood anyways, right? I mean, Jefferson Starship. I mean, it's like, wow, really? I mean, maybe the Civic Center, but this was like a bookstore. And he only, we only had like six to eight weeks to plan the thing. It was very, very last minute. And I'm, you know, and I'm saying, oh, my God, you know, what are we going to do with tickets at the door and people lining up because we're promoting it? And the whole thing, like people entered through phone scan. You know, they had like the little, you know, if they, they had the little box that showed that they had their ticket and, you know, and the people at the door used their cell phones to scan them in. Mm-hmm. That's an, they do that at airports, too, now, with mobile check-in. Think about that. Think about consumer behavior. Your cell phone is doing your transaction by scanning codes. What were the results of that? How, how it was Larry, right? Yeah, it was, yes, it was Larry. Uh-huh. And was he happy with the results of that? Well, you know, Larry was, you know, Larry was thrilled to pull something off that has, historical relevance. Um, you know, he knew that we were all scrambling because, you know, he pulled off a, a gigantic summer music festival, you know, with only six weeks planning, and I'm talking about booking the acts and promoting yeah. it. Um, you know, the thing got picked up in the Wall Street Journal nice. because, you know, it ended up in an article, Clever Uses of Space When Big Businesses Go Bankrupt. And, you know, I didn't even, like, push for that story, but I certainly got open borders out there through social media and through local press. I mean, it was all over the place with local press. Uh Um, You know, so it got, so when a person at the Wall Street Journal was doing a Google search on, you know, creative use of bankrupt space, open borders, you know, borders bookstore came up because of all of the content that we had up on the internet about it. There you go, perfect case study. 
It is a, it's a very good, but I, I really brought it up because the use of this, using the cell phones yep. to confirm ticket purchase is a really good example of where I think um, money transactions is really going to be in the next three years. You go to a supermarket, you scan your cell, you know, instead of using those black scanners, you know, the stripes <laughs> on the register, you just scan them into your, you know, cell phone and, you know, you get a bill. Yep, QR codes are going to be a very big deal in the year ahead. Um, I think one thing that may scare people, it just sounds exotic and different and new when you hear the word mobile marketing. And just boil it down to you know, what Cindy just said. Um, you, you need to be considering this. It, it will transplant the desktop by 2015, but don't let just the sexy sound of it get you too carried away. A lot of people are starting to think, oh, I need an app, I need a mobile app, I need a mobile app. You, you don't necessarily need a mobile app. You have to determine if it's right for you and for your business. Maybe your business, something like geolocation, is going to be better. Uh, maybe the example that Cindy gave is going to be better. For us, uh, I think... By the beginning of QT, uh, Q2, we're going to have our mobile app ready. But what does that mean? It means nothing. It's simply a way to list our headlines in a format that people can scan easily on their cell phones. That's all it is. But I think people tend to get a little confused um, by esoteric, sexy, new nature of mobile. What do you, what do you think, Cindy? Yeah, I think so too. That, I, I mean, I, I tried to give you know a practical example because yep. I, I didn't think it was very sexy. I just thought it was fascinating. <laughs> well, when it ends up in the Wall Street Journal, that's sexy. Yeah, no, I know, but, good, um, good but you know, but just also the whole process of you know no longer having to use a charge card, but using your cell phone to charge for a transaction. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's a fa- you know, it's it's different behavior. That's why it's fascinating to me. You know, it's different consumer behavior. You know the. Um, I'm going to shift gears on you. You said flip it. I'm going to. Yeah, it. Do it. we have one more minute, but you could flip. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I was going to ask you what other trends you see shaping up in the PR and marketing and communication space um, coming down the pike, and I was also going to ask you about all the Oscar buzz coming up and if you see any of these trends correlating to that. So maybe we can address that when we come back. I don't have the answers, by the way, Cindy. So if you don't. Well, I, I, unfortunately, I have to go to, um, I have other guests booked for the last segment. Mm. So we're not, I, I, you know, I wish you would have asked me this earlier, but I'm going to have to book you for another show if you come on. All right. Well, you're the one who's going to answer that question. Oscar All right. Was. Well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to book a show sometime Great. March, okay, April, okay? Yep. Yep. And it's going to be your show, and you're going to interview me mm-hmm. and have other guests, too. All right. Sounds fun. Does that sound like a plan? Sounds like a plan. All right, well, um, and it's a very, very good question because I think that the Oscars are showing a different kind of um, fascination with the public, period pieces, fantasy, um, really with the period pieces, you know, when people want to go back and um, look at history, and these are the ones that are are getting the nominations, it just kind of shows that we're looking to formulate new answers for the future by learning everything that history has taught us, whether it's from the help or from Moneyball or, you know, going back in time with Midnight in Paris. Um, 
you know, there's, there's, we're at the beginning of a new millennium, and there's a fascination in catching up with lessons learned from the past. How's that for a showstopper? Well done. That's Thank you. Well, I appreciate let's, let's, that. Let's I'm going to have to sign off. Brian's going to come back again, and he's going to interview me, and we're going to do that in the near future. Thank you for spending so much time on the show, Brian. Thank you so much. Enjoy a wonderful, sunny day. You too. Okay. Bye-bye. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At VR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of VR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.vrpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. VR Public Relations. We do it all. www.vrpublicrelations.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Cindy Rakowitz has won more awards than she can hang on her wall, including three Clios. Call in now at 1-866-472-5788 and you can have one. Okay, maybe not, but she will answer your questions. Back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Midnight Theory formed in late 2006 in my hood, Thousand Oaks, California, with less emphasis on computer-created sounds than other groups. They're a refreshing look at the whole hip-hop genre, um, with influences ranging from political poetry similar to Bob Dylan to upbeat hip-hop like Atmosphere. Midnight Theory manages to pull off what others would consider an elaborate and complex combination. The band has opened up and shared the stage with many national acts, such as um, KRS-One, Azamatli, Asher Roth, Shwayze, LMFAO, oh my God, they're so hot now, Badfish, Unwritten Law, The Living Legends, they're hot too, um, and Dirty Nasty. So I am lucky enough to adore their manager, Kelly, um, Rutledge, who is my little home girl from Open Borders that we just spoke about in the last segment, and I'm really, really happy to have, I think, Nash and Matt. Am I right? Yeah, yes. you're right. Oh, good. How articulate was I in this introduction? It's pretty oh, good, Cindy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well good. Good. I'm glad that you liked it. So tell, you know, tell my listeners what you guys are doing now. I like, you know, if Kelly likes your music and, you know, she's managing you and stuff like that, you must be really, really good because she, you know, I handled all promo for Open Borders. She's very, very picky. She's, you know, she's musically picky and she only likes to promote people who are good. Well, that's a good thing to know. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, I guess you're pretty good. 
Yeah, and where, you know, so where have you been playing around? What's, you know, I know that you've been playing around the area. Where else? Well, we got, we went to South by Southwest a couple years back. We go out to Vegas, Arizona. We like to go to Northern California as much as possible. But I think what's the last show? The last show we just played a show at the Viper Room uh, about a month ago. We're going to be back at the Viper Room uh, February 15th again. Uh, and we've got a show on the Beach on the 16th, yeah. Well, listen, everybody that is in the Los Angeles area, and that's greater Los Angeles area, it's worth it to come up to Sunset and go to um, a show at the Viper Room because it's still hot. You know, it's kind of like, you know, traditional hot, and you're never going to have a bad night at the Viper Room. You might oh, have a crazy a, that's night. That's a fun place. Yeah, yeah that's a fun You've got to go check them out. So it's the 15th post-Valentine's Day, huh? Yeah, 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 exactly. All right. Well, I, I think that's cool. I want to get people to go there. You know, if you go there and mention Voice America, maybe you can even meet Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're, that's how we're advertising the show. Come to the show, see the band, meet Kelly. Hey. So when I'm did you work it. with LMFAO? And what do you, you know, I have to bring them up because it, what's, what's interesting to me as a concept is they became you know, big commercial really fast. What do you think of that? Yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy. They were just like doing the fun music circuit for a while, and then all of a sudden they're uh, selling their soundtracks to um, car commercials. It's, it's, it's fairly nauseating, to be honest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, you know, like, those guys were cool when you met them. They're cool now, I'm sure. You know, I, yeah. I give them a lot uh, of respect. We, we did a show with them a long time ago. It was back in 2008, and uh, they're definitely interesting, and I remember I kept one of their demo CDs thinking, I wonder if these guys are going to end up doing anything. And uh, I guess they uh, answered my question. So. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, but look, it shows you where music can go. I mean, yeah, no, you know, they're, it's, they're entertaining. It's about entertainment, right? That's what people want to be funny entertained. Because, you know, so. They went on before us, and there was like eight people in the crowd. And then when we went on, the, the place was packed out. Uh, yeah, that's now, so funny. Well, look, look, at, you know, that look at that. Yeah, it's, you know. That's now they're just blowing up everywhere, cover Rolling yeah. Stone, you know? Oh, well, you know, it can happen. You know, it, it just goes to show you, it can happen. How are you doing? I know that you guys are promoting your music and music sharing and all of that kind of stuff, and you're using the social media platforms, and I know that Kelly's really into that. So, you know, how are you doing online? Uh, uh, we do, do okay. Yeah, yeah. We, we do good. I, we, I mean, we've got the Facebook, you know, the Facebook, uh, it's back, Midnight Theory, or Facebook.com backslash Midnight Theory Fan. Um, if anyone wants to go check it out and like our page, we'd appreciate it. You can check out all our info in there and hear some songs and all that stuff. Um, and, you know, obviously we did the MySpace thing when that was hot, and we don't really do that too much anymore. Most of our focus is Facebook and Twitter, and, you know, we've got SoundCloud page and stuff like that, just different, trying to stay on what's going on right now, you know, not to... I don't want to overextend us into too many different social media sites because I feel like that tends to kind of confuse people. So we try and keep it on the ones that are fairly current and uh, popular and, and push those ones. So Yeah, I'd say, you know, but it, it's, it means a lot. I mean, we even learned at Open Borders, like, people who had, you know, the bigger Facebook pages per se. And it, with me, the experience was really watching Facebook, which was amazing. Um, you know what? They told their fans to go, and they went. And, yeah. you know, it's even if it was a San Diego band, 
if they told if they had loyal fans that knew that they were playing for this you know this weird eclectic music festival in Thousand Oaks, they all drove up from San Diego. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, you know, it's, you know, the same thing happened, you know, with some other, you know, acts that came from the Bay Area, you know, like they brought flocks that drove down and it was all Facebook and it was engaging in conversation and telling the fans to come see them at this really cool venue and it, and then you had the public service element which raises the awareness for, you know, um, you know, suicide awareness, teen suicide awareness, education, and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it was cause plus entertainment. Yeah, which is always a good good thing to do. So, um, you know, so, okay, we know that you're going to be at the Viper Room on February 15th, and where else are you going to be? It's going to be the the next day after that, we're going to be on the 16th, we're going to be at Saints Rock in Hermosa Beach, and it's uh, it's for their roots, like, uh, it's a roots reggae night that they do. We're not so much reggae, but we're fitting with there, so if you guys are in, like, Long Beach, I guess, that kind of area, Hermosa Beach area, come check that one out. We're not out there that often, so it uh, should be a cool night. It's like a college night they do there on Thursday nights at that bar, so it should be a fun one. Oh, yeah. You know, Manhattan Beachers, you know, love to rock. Yeah, Volleyball I, and, and music. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. You know, I mean, so I, I think that's a great thing. And you're going up to the Bay Area? Or no? Uh, I, I think we're going to be going up there in a month. We've got a we've got a, a friend band up there named Eloquate that we play a lot of shows with, and uh, I think we're going to be doing a little couple shows with them in San Francisco, Santa Cruz, like Santa Barbara area as well. Um, coming up, I don't have the exact dates yet, but uh, we will kind be posting it to our. Well, go like, please go like Midnight Midnight Theories Facebook page, so that way you could find out where they're rocking um, or reggaeing. Yeah, we spelled midnight M I D N I T E, so it's a little bit different. It's not the N I G H T, so don't get confused and spell it in that way. Oh uh, no, no, it's so. the N I T E. We get that. And you know, have yeah. you? I know that you've also played at the Malibu Inn. Are you going back there anytime soon? Because that's like a whole different beach crowd. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I'm sure we're back there. We were we were gonna try and go back on February third, but it didn't work out. But uh, we just played a show there with Karis One. That, that was really cool. Um, he was he was awesome to play with. Yeah, he was ridiculously uh, good. Yeah, he was he was great live. Karis One puts on a great show. It was really cool. So. And now you had a member that also recorded a track with Living Legends. That was yeah, the Bandit. We recorded yeah, the, uh, yeah. a song with Picasso from the Living Legends. That's awesome. I mean, I you know we um, we we had a tiny bit of Living Legends play at Open Borders. I think we yeah. wanted to have more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and it. Kelly will tell you all about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, you know, it's it's interesting. I just don't. I think part of the problem was is that you know getting Living Legends fans to Thousand Oaks. You know, it's it's a little tough. Thousand Thousand Oaks is tough. We yeah, played with them in Thousand Oaks a couple times, though. Yeah, I so mean, it's, you know... They always seem to draw pretty good. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I guess people will come from all over, you know, to yeah. if they're a fan. But um, I don't know. I, I wanted to see full Living Legends performance, but I was greatly disappointed. That's hard to, that's hard to get them all together in the same place at the same time. Yeah, that's right? tough to do, especially these yeah. days. It, yeah. No, it is. It's very, very tough to do. But, um, you know, you have good history... 
um, you know, you have a good sound, and I wanted to have you on the show, you know, at least for a minute so you could get some fans to come down to Viper Room and, you know, also St. Rock and Hermosa Beach. So, you know, please join, like their Facebook page, Midnight N-I-T-E Theory, and, you know, go jam with them. And i got to end the show. It's a short segment. I really thank you both for waking up so early. No problem. I appreciate you having I just didn't go to bed. Thanks, Cindy. All right. Well, listen, thanks for coming on to the show. Everybody have a really good weekend. Be safe. Take care. Thank you for listening to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Please come back next Thursday and every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern for more insider information on the world of public relations with Cindy Rakowitz on Stars of PR. See you next week. I am an American idol. I got synthetic dissolved.